everyone, welcome to a podcast for moms. I'm your host, Julia Sparkman. I wanted to thank you so much for listening. And as I'm saying this now, I feel like I'm going to say thank you so much for listening at the beginning of every episode. And I say that because I truly, truly, truly mean thank you. I realize and recognize that there are so many things that you could be listening to or watching or doing with your time right now. And the fact that you are sharing whatever experience that you're having outside of listening to this podcast with me is truly very meaningful. So thank you. And yeah, I first need to start by saying um, I'm wearing Invisalign right now. And I got it three days ago. And you may not hear me speaking differently. However, I'm like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe what I sound like right now. And um, my dentist, when I first went to the consultation, there's two different dentists at the practice I go to. They were saying that I was only going to have to wear it 20 hours a day. And I'm like, cool. I'm a really slow eater. Keep in mind. So I'm like two to three hours out with eating. And, you know, on the days I record about an hour or so, I'm out with recording. No big deal. And then when I went and got them on Friday, the dentist was like, no, you need to wear them 22 hours a day. And I was like, what? Like, it takes me 45 minutes to eat a meal plus all my snacks. Like, I'm already over time with that. And so I'm going to wear them when I podcast. And I'm just going to get used to talking with them in my mouth. And it's important for me to wear them as long as possible because total out there moment right now, I am almost eight weeks pregnant and I want to get these out before my baby comes. So in order for that to happen, I have to wear them as much as possible. And you're probably like, whoa, if you're, you're, you're still talking about your adult braces and you just shared that you're pregnant. And yes, I am pregnant. That's a little gift that I'm uh, sharing with anyone who happens to listen to this episode. I haven't shared it publicly on social media or, you know, on Facebook or my personal Instagram as of yet. And um, it's something that I feel is important to talk about. I want to share early that I'm pregnant because there's this stigma against sharing prior to 12 weeks. And do not get me wrong, if you do not want to nor feel comfortable sharing your pregnancy early on, I 100% understand and I support you in sharing whatever it feels right for you to share. However, I want to talk about it. It's impossible right now for me not to talk about it personally. Um, I haven't felt necessarily called to share on social media, but I've more or less shared with friends as I've encountered them in person or talked to them on the phone and it just felt right to share on this episode specifically because the soft launch of a podcast for moms when I initially shared everything on Instagram and really started generating activity with um, guests and uh, outreach it was almost exactly when I conceived. So this project and the current baby in my belly that I call Baby Spark, um, they're just they're just growing at the same time. And um, yeah, there's so many, I feel like, spin-off topics that are going to come out of this episode because I don't 
have the space right now to share about um, why I think it's important for me personally to share about my pregnancy early on. That will be another topic, another episode all in itself. However, I wanted to share that today with you, whoever is listening right now. And yeah, because it's going to be such a big part of the beginning of the podcast. Uh, I didn't know when I was going to get pregnant, obviously, so I didn't know how much my pregnancy was going to coincide with the release of the podcast, or at least, you know, when everything was going to get going. And now it's going to happen more or less simultaneously, the growth of the podcast and the growth of my baby. And yeah, so if you're listening and this is news to you, feel free to reach out to me directly. I'm going to post about it on social media when I feel the time is right. And you'll probably get to hear a lot more from me in the coming months in terms of my experience with the birth of Sloan and how things are going with my pregnancy. So I'm excited to have you on this journey with me with baby number two. Yeah. So that said, lots there, you know, got my braces, pregnant. (laughs) Um, Today, what I really wanted to talk about was the evolution of a podcast for moms and the intention behind the podcast and what I really hope for the podcast in the future, what I see it growing into and how I would love for it to evolve. Um, Those are more or less what I hope to talk about. Also, full disclosure here, Sloan is currently napping and I'm watching the monitor, so I'm hoping I can get all of that in before she wakes up from her nap. So wish me luck. And yeah, so the evolution of a podcast for moms. When I was pregnant with my daughter Sloan, right before I got pregnant with her, I stepped away from my full-time job. I had worked in marketing. I went straight from undergrad to graduate school. And during graduate school, I did my yoga teacher training. And at that same time, I started working um, freelance for a a startup in a marketing capacity. And so more or less for the last, like, for about eight or nine years before I got pregnant, I always was working either in marketing or in yoga. So after I graduated from school, I didn't do, you know, quote unquote, anything with my degree, although I do everything with my degree because my very liberal arts degrees taught me critical thinking skills and um, I do that every day. So, you know, I went in the directions of marketing and yoga and prior to getting pregnant, I knew I didn't want to work in marketing in the same capacities that I had been working in marketing. So I had the idea that I was going to go back to graduate school to get a degree in marriage and family therapy. And so I'm leading yoga teacher trainings and thinking I'm going to go back to graduate school. And then my husband and I went on our very belated honeymoon. We went, I think it was about eight or nine months after we got married And on our honeymoon, I got pregnant with Sloan. So that was a bit unexpected for us. And so I'm pregnant with Sloan, and I realized that the program that I was applying to did not offer deferment. So I wasn't able to go to that program because the program would have started just like a month or two before I would have um, delivered Sloan. So I had to put a pause on that. And I knew at the same time that yoga was not, the full-time job for me that I wanted to go into. So 
I get pregnant, I have my baby, and I didn't have anything, quote unquote, to go back to, right? Like I didn't, I knew I didn't want to go back into marketing. I didn't want to go back into yoga. And I really wasn't sure what the future was going to look like for me in terms of what I was going to do outside of my home. A few people suggested that I become a mommy blogger because I had done an obnoxious amount of research prior to getting pregnant. I researched everything. I researched, I researched what I was going to do with birth and pregnancy. I researched all the baby gear. So I had a lot of information, but I didn't want to be a mommy blogger. And I love mommy bloggers out there. It just didn't call to me. And I have Sloan and I had quite a bit of anxiety after she was born, but it wasn't anything like paralyzing. And then I would say by like couple months in, I realized that it was very paralyzing. And so the thought of even going to do anything outside of taking care of Sloan was um, insurmountable to me at the time. And then six months after she was born, the pandemic hit. So life completely shifted and stopped. And I was, you know, six months postpartum, just drowning in postpartum anxiety and depression. And that will definitely be its own episode and about nine months after Sloan was born I started working with a therapist it took me about nine months to find a therapist that really clicked with me and she helped me realize that um, I was struggling so much because prior to becoming a mom I had zero homemaking skills and all of a sudden I was in this role of stay-at-home mom and being a first-time mom, so everything that I was doing was absolutely brand new to me, and all of my old uh, unhealthy coping mechanisms and things I would do to soothe myself, often in unhealthy ways, I didn't have those things available to me anymore. So prior to Sloan, I loved to be busy, and I got so much external validation from my outside roles and you know as a yoga teacher every time I would go teach someone would be like oh my god you're amazing I love your class thank you for saying that or at work I would get a lot of positive feedback of different projects that I was running and so on and so forth so you know I wasn't giving that external feedback anymore telling me how amazing I was and I wasn't distracting myself with busyness and so I was really for the first time uh, in a place where I had to sit with myself and I had to do all these things that I had never done before, like consistently cook three meals plus a day. Oh my goodness. That was my biggest learning curve. I had to take care of a home. I had to make a home. I had to create a home for my family. And those were things that did not come easy for me. And on top of that, I had postpartum anxiety and depression. So I was to bring this all full circle how it applies to podcasts for moms. I was watching all these other women out there who had a baby and then like a month later they were back in their business or they were back to work or they were it seemed like everything was flowing so easy for them and I constantly was just like I want to know how they are doing it. Like what's going on inside their head? I was just so curious to hear from other moms. And I will share that at that point in time that was coming from a really judgmental space I was judging myself like I wasn't good enough or something was wrong with me and I 
first thought that I was going to do something with this um, title, I had this like idea to write a children's book, which maybe someday I will, called The Feminist Mommy, because I was so... Um, I hardcore judged myself for being a stay-at-home mom for a very long time, even though that I chose to do it because I thought that being a homemaker, being a stay-at-home mom was the antithesis of feminism, and I wanted to create narratives around stay-at-home moms who are also really powerful feminists. So, you know, as I'm a stay-at-home mom, I was still really actively involved politically. I was texting and calling during the 2020 election. I volunteer at different progressive organizations. So it's not like I completely just shut down. I didn't have a job. And that was also something else that I wanted to create content and discussion around is how we have this like patriarchal construct of that you're only doing something if you're... Cr- making money, right? Like it didn't matter that I was volunteering or I was politically engaged or that I had, I was spending like massive hours every single week going through tremendous trauma that I had experienced in my life. So I was doing all this like really intense self-development work. Like none of that counted to to the outside. I was just the stay-at-home mom. So I wanted to create dialogue around, you know, doing something is not just work. So I digress back to what I was saying. You know, I get to a place where I became at peace with being a stay-at-home mom, and I stopped judging myself for how I was, how I was momming, right? Like I was like, this is a conscious choice I'm making. I want to stay home with my daughter right now. If you want to go to work, like high fives to you. I'm really supportive of women who want to go back to work at any point in time in their motherhood journey. I started becoming more at peace. And I mean, it's a, it's a journey with the fact that I haven't left my daughter for any long period of time. Like I'm not ready to go on vacations without her. I don't, that's not something I'm interested in doing, but if that's something that you want to do, like high fives to you. So I had a lot of growth. I, you know, got comfortable and secure with myself and my decisions as a mom. And then I really, truly became super curious about how you're momming. So that's more or less how um, the idea for a podcast for moms got started. And, you know, I wanted to do something. I didn't know if it was going to be a blog or a podcast or how it was going to look. And I got stuck because I didn't have a name. I knew I didn't want it to be the feminist mama. I had the idea for mama spark. I've used spark a lot, play off of my last name, but that didn't resonate. And one night I was sitting in Sloan's bedroom. I still breastfeed her and I was breastfeeding her before she went to sleep. It was pitch black in the room, sound machine on. And I was like, I just want to create a podcast for moms in my head. That's what I'm thinking. And it clicked. I was like, I'm just going to call it a podcast for mom. So immediately after I put her in her crib, I went and got my computer, looked it up on GoDaddy, made sure the domain was available, got the Instagram account. And, and then I sat on it for almost two months. Like nothing happened. I was just like, okay, it's going to be a podcast for moms. And I really didn't have the space or the energy to move it forward at that point in time. I do have a babysitter that comes like 12 hours a week, but in that time, I do a lot of other things like therapy and 
errands and appointments like for getting adult braces <laughs> and so on and so forth and we went to Mexico in May for my sister's wedding at the end of May and Sloan when we got back for whatever reason I was so fearful of it like ruining her sleep our trip but when we got back for like two weeks she was sleeping in so late and she has never been a baby that sleeps in and she was sleeping to like eight or nine o'clock in the morning every morning and I was waking up at six because she usually wakes up at six and my body was just used to that so I had these like two weeks of solid morning work time and I just like I was on fire and I was able to like get everything in place and all of my ideas and it was so far from perfect and even the initial logo that I made I was like it made me cringe a little bit but I was like this is the best I can do with my Canva graphic design skills and I put the ideas you know out there got everything going and I would say that that has been a gift from motherhood for this project that I would only do things in the past before I was a mom if it was going to be absolutely perfect and this time around I was like shit is messy this is not perfect whatsoever, but I've just been running with it and learning as I go because that's what you do in motherhood, right? You learn as you go, you evolve as you go, you make better choices as you go. And I launched it imperfectly since I've launched it like a little over a month ago. I started working with a graphic designer, so I was able to get, you know, much better design pieces in place. And even now as I'm recording this, like I'm still having some glitches on the back end with Apple where they won't accept my artwork. So I don't even know if my beautifully designed new cover art for my podcast is going to be live when the podcast goes out. But I'm just like, yo, one foot in front of the other. I want to do this. It's really important for me to do this and it's not going to be perfect and I'm going to grow and you're going to get to be along for the ride and watch, watch me fall, watch me stumble, watch me fail and watch me fail forward. Like I'm not going to fail and stop. I'm going to make mistakes and then I'm going to get up and I'm going to learn from them and evolve from them and keep going. So yeah, I mean, It was so important for me to do this and my intention for doing a podcast for moms was motherhood has been like a pretty lonely experience for me and I think part of that is because of the pandemic and also because slow naps in her crib and it's really a puzzle to find friends that have kids that also are available when your kid is not napping or even friends who don't have kids (laughs) that are available when your kid's not napping and as Sloan has become a toddler, it's been harder for me to connect with people who don't have kids because it was easy when she was a little baby and would just sit in my lap and not interrupt. And it's like, now you bring a toddler to coffee with you to talk to your friend. And if you have a toddler, you know how that goes. If you don't, I'll just say it's really challenging to go get coffee with someone and have an actual conversation with a toddler. I'll just leave it at that. So it's been pretty lonely for me. And I wanted to create something that I could collaborate with people and start making connections with other moms both locally and I live in San Diego and also all over the world and it's been really cool that's happened um even in the short amount of time and I was just like okay like I want to talk to other moms about 
how radical, and I kept being, I kept saying the word radical, like, this has been so radical, like, I've changed, becoming a mom completely changed me, being a mom has changed me, and that's where my tagline came from, is becoming and being a mom is radical, like, oh my goodness, like, my body is different, my brain is different, the way that I interact with people is different, my dreams are different now, both in my head and in real life, you know, everything has changed, and that's not something that gets talked about, enough like yes it's out there but I wanted to contribute more to that dialogue of how motherhood is this just completely radical experience and when I was working with my therapist one thing that she really helped me with is I felt like I wasn't and I say this in quotes doing anything and she was like Julia you were being an intentional mother like there is no greater act that you can be doing in the world to offer a service to humanity. And I was like, that is so true. Like being an intentional mother, showing up with intention and not just parenting from reflexes, but actually having true intention behind merit parenting, that is literally radical. And so I wanted to talk about that. And I wanted to shift the narrative of, I hear people say all the time, well, I turned out okay, you know, from just parenting off the fly and I don't want Sloan to turn out okay I want her to thrive and I want myself to thrive as a mother and so I came up with a a radical motherhood manifesto because one thing I say within a podcast for moms is my intention for a podcast for moms is to revolutionize the world through radical motherhood and when I say radical motherhood what I mean is and I'm going to read this right now Radical motherhood happens when a mom intentionally parents and when she consciously practices honesty and open-mindedness, learns and unlearns, and is devoted to self-healing and self-love. When she shows up in the world in integrity with respect for herself, her family, and the world. And I say all that because there is so much power in intentional parenting. And I don't want to discount or discredit or knock anyone that doesn't put thought and research and effort into their decisions as a parent, yet I want to be a part of a movement that really champions that and encourages moms doing the work on themselves, encourages moms to learn about parenting, to unlearn about their own internal biases. I want to encourage moms to be devoted to their own self-healing and self-love. That is that is my intention with Podcast for Moms. That is something I really want to get behind. And it was important for me to create this show because I want moms who feel the same way to be able to have something that they can listen to and feel like they're hearing themselves. I don't always have a lot of content that I feel reflected in and this is what I'm doing with the podcast for moms is I'm creating content that other women can listen to as they are you know, starting their motherhood journey on their motherhood journeys where they can feel seen, they can feel heard, they can feel connected. And most importantly, I want this to be a platform for moms to learn something from other moms who mom differently than they mom. And I have to tell a quick story. I already recorded with my first guest her name is Krista Janine and during the recording I was getting really triggered and started judging myself a little bit because 
she was talking about how when she first got pregnant with her son, she, three months after he was born, went back to school. And I was like, wait, I chose to not go back to school right away. This is all happening in my head. And then she was also sharing about how she received so much help and I let no help in when Sloan was a little baby. And that was a lot of that was because of my postpartum anxiety. I didn't want people to touch her. I didn't trust even my husband to take her out of the house. It was, again, like I said, that's its whole own episode. So she's talking about how she received so much, so much help early in her son's life and even still now. And she was talking about the importance of setting boundaries with her son and again, not setting boundaries well with Sloan. And so I was judging myself a little bit and I walked away from the conversation and I was like, oh my God, she literally was like everything opposite of what I do. And I re-listened to the conversation after we recorded it and I was like, holy shit, because I learned so much from her. It was an entirely different experience listening. Through listening, I remembered that had I gone back to school when Sloan was a little baby, I would have been in school during a pandemic and I am not an online learner. So it was a blessing in disguise that I didn't go back to school. So it was like, yo, trust the timing of your life. Don't compare yourself to other people. And then what I really learned from her was asking for help. I'm pregnant now. Like next time around, it is going to be so different. I'm not going to do it alone. And yeah, just listen to the episode with her because she talks about how she received help and how that helped her to pursue her dreams and to become successful. And yeah, so receiving help, learned that from her. And then I also really like she said something about boundaries and she was like, if I don't teach my kid boundaries with me like how are they going to know how to have boundaries in other relationships and I was like "Mm, truth and granted we're in much different stages of our parenting her son is a lot older than my daughter I still was like yo Sloan's almost two if I'm really hungry or I need to go to the bathroom and she wants me to do something that is not an emergency I can tell her mom needs to go to the bathroom mom is hungry I'm going to go to the bathroom, I'm going to feed myself, and then I will play with you or help you do this, whatever it is, and that is going to teach her to honor her needs and other relationships, and if I don't do that with her, she's never going to learn it, and granted, she's only two, so it's like small baby steps, but it's still important for me to teach her that now, and Yeah, so I was like, after I re-listened to the episode, I was like, this is exactly why I'm doing this podcast because one, I got to connect with an an amazing radical mom and two, I got to learn something and now y'all who listen to the episode are also going to get to learn something too. So I would say that that's more or less my like main intention is to promote radical motherhood, moms parenting with intention, moms living conscious lives, and then also to promote moms learning from other moms and moms connecting with other moms. And as the podcast grows into the future, I would say that what I really see happening is one, oh, another thing I wanted to share. When I was talking with Krista, I wasn't interjecting my own personal stories in my head I was like oh I don't want to make this about myself and this is about me like this is my podcast this is 
I'm not just sending questions to women and having them record their answers out loud. Like this is a dialogue and I am a part of this podcast. So again, like I said in the beginning, like I'm going to be sharing my story during the podcast. You're going to get to move through this pregnancy journey with me. Please pray that everything goes well. That's another reason I wanted to share. Like I'll take your prayers, please. And I'm going to talk about myself and I have had a podcast before it was called move into truth and one thing I learned through that is I'm going to share from the scar not from the wound that's something that Elizabeth Gilbert says I am going to share like for instance six months ago I was not ready to talk about my postpartum experience with anxiety and depression because I was still very much living it whereas now I've healed from it so much more so there's 100% going to be an episode where I share about my experience with postpartum anxiety and depression but as I'm going through things maybe I won't share about them in the moment but as I'm able to process them you bet there's going to be an episode that you'll hear from me so I'm excited to have you on this journey side by side with me getting to learn from other women and also getting to learn from me and in the future again vision what I hope for a podcast for moms is that it becomes more than just a podcast might have to think of another name God help me, it took me forever to think of this one. Um, But I want it to be a platform for moms to connect and to learn and to share. And most definitely, I want it to be a driver for social change. And I want the movement within a podcast for moms to make a huge impact in the lives of women and children through policy and fundraising. I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know what that's going to look like. All I do know is that I have to start where I am. And right now, I'm in my house with a microphone and a computer recording this podcast and where the future is going to head, I don't know, but I do know that I want to bring on collaborators. I want to work with other women. I want to invite you in. I don't know how that's going to look or when the timing is right for other people to join me in this space um aside from just guests like I want it to be bigger than that I want to have partners that I work with on a podcast for moms um I know I don't want to do this alone so just putting that out there you know the universe responds when you speak things out loud so sharing that I will say if you want to be a guest please reach out if you are like hell yeah and you feel like you could be a collaborator with me why am I struggling with that word a collaborator there we go with me on the podcast in some capacity I don't know what that's going to look like for anyone um send me your ideas I want I want help I want support I want collaboration I want sisterhood I want this to be more than just me we could do a lot of things together so let me know if you have ideas and I'll conclude today by saying um please support me and please support the other podcasts, accounts, influencers, companies in your life, because we need your support. And what that looks like is commenting on posts on Instagram, um, saving posts on Instagram, sharing other people's posts in your stories. That really helps collaborators or rather content creators to get more activity and generation. And on podcasts, like write reviews, send 
episodes to your friends, subscribe to podcasts. Like it really makes a difference being a passive or excuse me, being an active, um, engager with the content that you like versus a passive. It's really the only way I'm going to grow is if you can help me, please help me and help the other businesses in, in your life and people that you also align with. It makes such a big difference. So I just wanted to ask for help. Krista taught me that. And I want to, again, say thank you. Thank you for listening to this. Please listen to my episode with Krista and the future episodes. I can't wait to share more of my own stories and other women's stories. And I'm going to end by saying I truly appreciate you listening today. And I truly appreciate you being here. I can't wait to see how things go. And yeah, I don't really know how to end this having a conversation with myself. So I'll just say thank you.